Welcome to the Big Fucking Feelings Podcast, a show on how to use psychology to process your emotions, train your brain, and deal with being a human. And now, me, your host, psychology major, corporate badass, and certified life coach, Michelle Kevill. Hello, everyone. I hope you are well, and if not, at least you are here. I have got you. Welcome to today's episode where we are talking about vulnerability and the importance of it, why it's your biggest strength, regardless of what the patriarchy or society may tell you. Honestly, it is one of, I honestly believe, one of the most important things I think in any, you know, self-growth, thought work journey. Because when we think of vulnerability, we think of like weak, defenseless, hurt. And I want you to throw all that bullshit out the goddamn window. (laughs) Trust me. As a person who, if you have heard my story, previously wanted to commit suicide, vulnerability is what saved me and my life. And it is the reason I am still here today. If you don't believe me, check out Benet Brown's um, Power of Vulnerability. Uh, if you haven't heard of her, she's like, I don't know, she's like the god of like self-help. And it's actually one of the top most view videos. And it doesn't surprise me because I bet a lot of people want to feel vulnerable. So let's like, let's really get into this guy. And I want to start with some of the societal and patriarchal bull crap that you've been hearing and absorbing and learning to believe. Because if you Google vulnerability, it's just that. It's like weakness, defensiveness, defenselessness, very corporate bullshit. (laughs) It's this belief that if you are vulnerable, you're open to an attack or your prey. But the complete opposite is true. With nearly everything I talk about, it's just like the opposite. (laughs) Firstly, we've lived in a society where being open traditionally and especially if you have been socialized as a man is quite bad. You're meant to be stoic and strong and not show any emotion or show how you truly feel. And who does that fucking serve? Well, actually, it kind of serves corporations and like manufacturing, etc. Hear me out. Back when industrialism just began, I'm talking about like manufacturing, I'm talking about like the start of like electricity, where we could work longer hours, where like we don't need daylight anymore, like we can keep working. Traditional industrialism does not want to hear about how you goddamn feel. They want you to be working. They want you to be producing something and adding something. And I believe that got brought into the 20th century working world. Think of like, I'm giving an extreme example here, like the movie Wall Street, like that macho style, very extreme, you know, the stock market, how rough and hard it was. And there were definitely like aspects of that in the corporate world and other industries, like this very like go hard or go home, like work hard like like, just this very very corporate clinical let's get things done like emotions off the table 
And it really wasn't until around the 80s and 90s where psychologists have started, started to become like a bit more mainstream and we're realizing, wait a minute, hang on a second. If we treat our workers better, we get really loyal, efficient employees. Oh, wait, if people are open with us, tell us what we're going through. We, you know, give them services such as like, um, like corporations, they have like, you know, you can call up a psychologist and talk to them, etc. We add some goddamn humanness and create a safe space. We get better working loyal employees. But what I believe has happened is this stoicness has passed down generationally and still embedded in some of the Western, especially corporate culture. Like I still remember back in my early days when I started in the corporate world, it wasn't very acceptable to like cry or show any emotion at work or in the workplace I was at. It was seen as weak or soft. And I did have a tendency to wear my heart on my sleeves. And I would, you know, sometimes get a little bit emotional. And I used to think there was something wrong with me. I was being vulnerable. I like I it was me that was the the problem. Fuck that noise. If you have ever been made to feel that there is something wrong with you for wanting to literally burst into tears or have any form of softer like emotion, that is the patriarchal bullshit you do not need in your life that we have learned from society and around work, and even within family. Because I come from a Maltese family, and women are caring, but also are meant to be stoic. You're meant to be strong for the family. When shit hits the fam, you are the matriarch that leads the house, and people look up to you. I still remember this as a kid when family troubles were occurring, specifically around health problems. It was, it was my mum that we were looking up to for that comfort, but also that leadership. And I always felt I could never live up to that like female matriarchal mother view that I would continue to see. So these are messages that we have all absorbed. And guess what? We think we're the problem. (laughs) And then we don't want to show any emotions. And then we go into an emotional deprivation hole and we want to (laughs) die. We like put that into like really right there put that into a model your fear of being vulnerable potentially because of what you believe or what others will think of you or what you think about yourself you're putting yourself into a little prison of judgment shame and pain we are taught don't be vulnerable it's not safe you're a burden no you're not (laughs) everything on this show i will tell you is the opposite of what we've been taught. You need to unlearn what it means to be vulnerable. We all need to, because being vulnerable is actually your biggest strength. Let's put it this way. Let's say you're going into work with a severely broken leg and you're pretending it's okay. And people are like, are you sure you're okay? Like you're limping and you're just like, no, I'm fine. I'm all good. And you just don't do anything about it. And you hope that it will magically heal on its own and you ignore the leg and instead you create a bubble of misery and pain for yourself. How silly does that sound? Like go to the doctor, get it fixed. And that sounds silly because having a broken leg is acceptable. 
because it's pretty straightforward to fix. However, when it comes to emotional and mental health, that has never been a straightforward to fix. It's not external. It's internal. It's subjective. And it's individual. And it can't necessarily be grouped into like a neat little box. So in society, I feel it's like, well, we can't fully understand it. So let's just not put as much attention on it in society traditionally. So how do we unlearn this? And how do we see vulnerability as a strength? Just like the broken leg metaphor, you can get help. You, you can get the help you need when you are vulnerable. Fuck other people's thoughts. That's their own. People who think, you know, like, what the fuck? Like, why are they being opening up, etc.? That is their own internalized fear and judgment and jealousy of, oh, wow, they were able to be open and honest without fear. That scares me. I'm going to place my judgment onto you. And I would say that most people actually, like, they love seeing that. I love seeing that in the workplace. I embrace it. I encourage it with my whole team. I want to know how people are and how they are feeling because there is nothing more valuable on this goddamn planet than human beings. When I was vulnerable, I got the mental help I needed from my partner to stop a suicide. And it was hard and I hated it. I didn't want to be cared for or be opened. Being truthful, and I mean completely truthful, about mentally where I was at, hiding the facts for over the years that I have in the past wanted to die, opening up to him was painful for me and for him because he loved me. And what I found out was I was afraid to be cared for, to be vulnerable. For me, there is no control. Or there didn't feel like there was any safety. When I am not, when I'm not vulnerable, I am in control of who I let in. And I want to say that the opposite is actually true. When you're vulnerable, you have more control of who you let in. When you're stoic and you're holding on to a lot of emotion, you're not making the right decisions. You're you're pushing everyone out. You're almost running off your limbic system, off that emotion. When you're vulnerable, you're releasing the emotional diarrhea. And some of that stress. And you can view things a little bit more clearly. Like you're an adult. You don't have a target on your back. You can discern this stuff. And it's harder when you're holding in all that emotional poop. I'd also learnt that I wasn't worthy of protection. Or being cared for. Like it should be earned. Not just happening to me because I exist. It's because, though, that I was vulnerable at my lowest point, I did a massive 360. Not only did I get back to baseline, but I surpassed that. I have a fucking life coaching business where I help amazing, beautiful people believe in their amazing selves so that they can do the amazing shit that I did. I got to live my dream life because of being vulnerable. I was able to keep my corporate job. I was able to get the mental health and professional support that I needed. Vulnerability, I cannot stress this enough. 
It's your biggest strength. You need to relearn how to be okay with not being okay and being open and saying fuck you to what the patriarchy or society thinks, how we should feel or act in whatever space. So end message here is that what you've been taught about vulnerability from society and the patriarchy is wrong. It is a strength. You need to do the work on understanding why you think it is a weakness and like model out and do a thought download on all those fears. Being vulnerable, opening up gets you the support that you need. It gets people to like see where you're at and you can articulate those needs. I guarantee you I see so many clients struggle with opening up and because I've been there sometimes I'm sitting there like oh my god (laughs) like I've been where you're at (laughs) I know what you're going through and I guarantee you I know it's your own journey on like learning to love vulnerability and open up but I guarantee you it is so much better for yourself if you are vulnerable and what we forget is being vulnerable is also being vulnerable with ourselves and realizing that we do need help. So if this is something you struggle with, reach out to me. I want to help you. I want to teach you the tools so that you can not only like just start to feel, you know, a little bit better, but start to live the life that you want to live. Start to really create that for yourself. To have these tools and skills by your side are so, so important and so impeccable. And I just, I love being able to teach these skills to helping you manage your mind so that you can create this for yourself. All right, that's it for today, guys. See ya. Hey, are you feeling super overwhelmed on the weekend? You just cannot stop thinking about work and you really wish there was an off button. Well, you should sign up for my five-day challenge, how to disconnect from work and enjoy your weekend again in a way that actually works for you, not against you. Doom scrolling on social media or binging Netflix, that's a thing of the past. I'm going to teach you a secret that I only share with my one-on-one clients that I'll be sharing for free in this challenge. Over the next five days, we're going to go through why you keep worrying, how to handle the top three most common weekend worries, and a step-by-step guide on how to get you out of anxiety and back into calm so you can truly enjoy your time off. Link is in the show notes below to sign up. We start on Wednesday, the 22nd of November. I'll see you there.